Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the DFS Dreamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. I am Wes Easley, one of your hosts, at Lofinet over on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore over there. And uh, for the, what, fourth fourth consecutive season, third consecutive season, I'm not sure, I don't keep track of time, uh, it is Pierre with me on the DFS Dreamer Podcast here. You can find him on Twitter at uh, Peewee31 over on Twitter. Don't forget <laughs> I, it's been a long time, and, and don't forget to follow him over on Instagram at HotChocolate22. <laughs> that is not my Instagram, so don't do not do that unless you want to be in for a surprise based off that name. But I didn't think it had been that long that you forgot my, my Twitter handle. Like, Has it been that long? No, I, I had already moved on to the Instagram part and, uh, you know, the Instagram joke, and so it, it flew by. I couldn't retract. I couldn't. It's hard. Oh boy, I'm just worried for Hot Chocolate 22 now. <laughs> That's like handing out your phone number 205. No, I, hey, uh, Pierre, listen, we we got a lot of show. We're, we've all caught up. If you want to catch up with us more on like, hey, how you been all summer or how you been all off season and all that, check us out. Find a Finding Faith podcast, isn't that what Losing Sleep and Finding Faith podcast? We do that one over there too on uh, some podcast formats, right? Yeah, yeah, Finding Faith, Losing Sleep. Uh, definitely a podcast. Didn't have its own network, um, but uh, we're we're working on it. We've put out about fourteen, almost fifteen episodes now, so that's where we've been most of summer. But time to dive back into some football a little bit here. It is, and what we're going to do today, we're going to try and cover all thirty-two teams and some roster movements that they've had on the offensive side of things. Talk about some fantasy implications that could possibly be. I'm talking fast already, aren't I, Pierre? And uh, we 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 want to just kind of gloss over some of the great big moves that have happened in the offseason because I'm an old man and I want to make sure that I understand what's going on as we head into the redraft season, the Scott Fish Bowl season, all those different kinds of seasons. And so, Pierre, we've got a mission in in front of us. 32 teams in less than an hour show, so that's like two minutes per team. And I know that math isn't correct, but that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> it's it's close. I actually heard I was in pairs, and I heard that if you take two minutes at each exhibit at the Louvre, it would take a, a year if that was the time you took at each, basically, piece of art. Wow. So. That's, that's, uh, I, I tried collecting art at some point, Pierre. Did you? What kind of yeah. art? I was trying to collect all the heads and arms of the of the of the statues that were missing heads and arms. It didn't work out real well. Oh jeez. <laughs> hey, I'm on to the Denver Broncos already. We got two minutes. I was going to start a clock is what I was gonna do. So we're gonna start a clock here and we're gonna have a two minute timer and once the timer goes off, we've gotta move on. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. Starting okay. timer now. The Denver Broncos Oh, they got a new head coach, don't they? They do, Sean Payton. Now, how do you think that's going to go with Russell Wilson? I mean, Sean Payton, you know, it is what it is. His offense, and it may have been more Drew Brees in the cold weather outside, all those kind of things, yeah. never really functioned real well outside. And here we are in Denver where it's going to be cold. It's all about the pairing between him and, and Russell Wilson. If they can kind of bring those egos down a little bit, because I think both of them are pretty headstrong. Uh, but from a, a talent standpoint, you hope that Russ, you know, still has some talent in the arm and you have to assume that Peyton's still uh, talent offensively. So uh, hopefully, again, that pairing of two egos can, can come together as one and can't be much worse off than they were last year. First thing I think of when I think of 
the uh, New Orleans Saints offense is Michael Thomas. Which mm-hmm. one of these receivers is going to be Michael Thomas in this offense? To me, it's Jerry Judy. He was the better route runner, as far as I'm concerned, than these guys. And I saw him in Alabama, and that was what everybody talked about was his was his route running ability. Yeah, I think Judy's the one for sure. You even look at how he ended last season. Like they really ended um, connection, really good connection uh, to end the year fantasy wise, as well as just simply on the field. Uh, there was talks about them potentially trying to move him or, or Carton Sutton. Clearly, that didn't happen. Uh, I do think Julie's, Judy's a talent. First round, you know, draft pick spent on him. He'll be the one I think you want to target in this offense. Uh, the backfield is going to be interesting, though. What are your thoughts on Javante? Yeah, I got to take a break on Javante. You know, I'm not going to reach up for him. I'm not. He's not going to go as high in my drafts on my redraft board as he was last year. Of course, I, I, I'd rather play Samaj P. Ryan, but even in this system. It seems like it's always going to be a split backfield with the new, you know, with the old New Orleans Saints system being brought here into Denver. It's true, but you saw a lot of success like back in the Saints days. Yeah, yeah. Whether it be you know Mark Ingram and Kamara recently, um, you had like Pierre Thomas back in the day that was vulturing. You had Sproles, so he does a really good job of getting his backs involved. He being Sean Payton, so that is an interesting piece that could work. There, all right, there we go. That's two minutes. I agree with you. Turn I'm that take, off. I'm taking I don't need Tinkerbell in my ear or whatever. We get two minutes. <laughs> I, I, well, I thought I was going to catch it. I like Samaji Piran a little bit better than I like Javante Williams because of that injury as well. Kansas City Chiefs. Pierre, a lot of things didn't happen here other than they're hoisting that Super Bowl trophy, right? And, and you know, they still have the same backfield. They still have Patrick Mahomes. The, the receiving core is still the same just about, right? I mean, it, there no hasn't Juju. been a lot of big changes. Yeah, Juju's no Juju. gone, so that yeah. is kind of big. He was probably their top receiver, at least targeting-wise, outside of Kelsey, of course. Um, so how this receiving core plays out is going to be really interesting. I'm big on Tony, uh, really big on Kadarius Tony. I know we did a, a Super Bowl episode um, with Sia. And I was big on Tony then. I'm big on him now. Uh, they also got Richie James, um, mm-hmm. who was pretty good for the Giants uh, in the slot there. Rookie and Rasheed Rice. Uh, Scantling's kind of hit or miss. So, I mean, they have guys who are going to have to throw to. Is it Sky Moore's time? A lot of folks were on him last year. So I think the receiving core's going to be the most interesting. Um, that I really like Pacheco um, in the backfield. He, he runs like Mario when he gets a star. He's just so really looking forward to Isaiah Pacheco in the backfield. Receivers, you're going to want someone because it's Patrick Mahomes uh, other than Kelsey, know. but it's going to be hit or miss, I think, week over week. Yeah, last year, whenever they made the big changes and Tyreek Hill was not there any longer, we talked about all the different toys that Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes had, and they still had a prolific offense. You just didn't know who to trust in the wide receiver room or even in the backfield a lot of weeks. Jarek McKinnon was catching all those touchdown passes. Isaiah Pacheco is the guy I think we're all rooting for, but I still think it's just going to be a cluster back there, man. True, but the value that you're going to have on them should help out a little bit with value just because people aren't going to be taking them because you don't know who it's going to be. So you might as well take a shot on one or two. All right, two minutes is up on to the Las Vegas Raiders with a new quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. I t- I'll tell you, I, I, think the, I think the Raiders, it's a gamble this year. And I, I say that because I'm just, I, your, your guy, your, the head coach was McDaniels. Yeah, <laughs> I know my he's, guy. And I know he's, <laughs> that's your guy. I know what he did to your Colts a long time ago. But I just think that he's losing this team. And I, I can't trust this team from the outside looking in. Devontae Adams wants out. The, the the tight end from last year is just gone. They don't have a tight Austin Hooper's not much of a tight end anymore. Yeah, I know they got the great Man, receiving they got Michael Mayer. There. He's a stud. Yeah. Notre Dame rookie. Uh, usually rookie okay. tight ends yeah. don't 
don't really excel that first year, but I mean, let's just not discard Michael Mayer there. Well, I, it's it's easy to discard him whenever he's a rookie, though. That's that's in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, that's my- I can see that, and it's tough because bringing in Garoppolo, that's pretty much the the McDaniel stamp, right? The the right. former Patriot. He's getting his guy in there. They shipped out Carr, who, regardless of what Devontae Adams said initially about just always wanting to play for the Raiders, that could be true. Uh, but he wanted to play with his, his college teammate Carr. So if Carr gone, uh, a lot of lot of magnifying glasses on the on the Raiders here. I don't know what that connection is going to be like. Garoppolo does get it out fast. Um, you've seen him have some success mm-hmm. in San Francisco with Debo, Ihook, those types. So it's possible he could find some success. But it's it's just tough. I think Josh Jacobs probably the the main piece I like here. They're probably gonna have to lean on him quite a bit more with Garoppolo at quarterback. Yeah, and Devontae Adams had a lot of success in Green Bay, uh, playing really short routes, routes run with Aaron Rodgers over there. So I think that could be successful. I'm just not. I'm not in on the, the the Raiders this year. I'm just not in on them. Hey, we saved a minute right there, Pierre. I think we can move on to this Los Angeles Charger team. Now they also have got a brand new head uh, offensive coordinator, right? Yes. I, how do you think that's going to play out here? Because it, they they had a prolific offense in Dallas for several years, one of the higher scoring. Fastest running offenses, I think, two years ago. Last year, it kind of took a step backwards, but mm-hmm. I think he's going to be more of implementing that here in Los Angeles than what he did last season. I think, I think I'm think i looking, I'm hoping to look forward to two years ago <laughs> in Dallas. Potentially. like There's a lot of gray when it came to Kellen Moore and his, his stint there in Dallas. There's some highs, some lows, and you always wonder when it's an offensive coordinator. Is it the coordinator or, or was it the players on the field? Uh, what you'll get a chance to find out. You'll you'll find out if it was, you know, C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott, you know, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard types, or he's got Justin Herbert. So he's got another stud at quarterback. He's got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. They got the rookie, Quentin Johnson, at right receiver as well. Yeah. Uh, sounds like Eckler got a little incentive on his contract. So he's going to be back at least one one more year. Yeah, I think an they'll... incentive contract, too, you know? like Yeah. Bonus, I mean, and he's he's 28. He's going to be a free agent, so I expect them to kind of run him into the ground. Uh, They expect him to walk. Like, why not just feed him the ball and kind of let him wear himself out, especially if you don't plan on giving him a big contract next year, Uh, just wearing down and kick him off to another team, unfortunately. It's kind of how running backs get treated at times. Yeah, he's still going to get all those touchdowns there. I just, I, I hope this is a fast-moving offense. Joshua Palmer there, of course. Guyton, I, I just, they've got a lot of weapons to be able to do this with, yeah. and and Gerald Everett even still there. I, so that that's a, that's a good-looking squad, but but they I, disappoint every year, don't they? It's like, I know, oh, the Chargers and Chargers. <laughs> no matter if it's Breeze, was, Rivers, now Herbert, there's always something that happens with the Chargers. Always something, and I should have known that. But I, 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 I went all in on them in many best <laughs> ball things, and then in the fishbowl and everything. Hey, on to the Houston Texans. We're moving on up here, Pierre. We're going fast now and furious. <laughs> all right, Houston Texans. Of course, they got C.J. Stroud, and they got a new offense, a, a new coach, a new everything. There, this is going to be really the San Francisco offense implemented in Houston, I believe, and they've got a nice place to be able to do that with. I. Think the wide receiving core seems weak to me more than anything else, though, Pierre. So do you think it's going to be the, the Niners offense? Because, I mean, they got they got a defensive guy, right? You know what I'm they, saying? So they did. How's that going to play out with D'Amico Ryans? I don't, I don't really know 
if, you know, the, the offensive coordinators he brought in are going to do that offense or if they can even be Kyle Shanahan, who's pretty impressive yeah. um, in all aspects. But, yeah, interesting young team, really young team. You mentioned Stroud. They got him in the rookie. There were thoughts they may not take him. They did. I slid out of my chair when they did, but it's okay because we still got a guy that I like. Um, Damian Pierce ran really hard last year, looked good, but they added Singletary. Yeah. Um, is he going to steal a little bit from Pierce? Because I, I always thought Singletary had some juice in Buffalo. He was just a little underutilized, in my opinion. Um, young receivers, John Mechie should be back from his you know cancer battle. Hopefully he's good and ready to go. They got another guy and a rookie in uh, Tank Dell that they took out of Houston, the, the college, the university. They have him to pair with, you know, Nico Collins, brought in Robert Woods to, to kind of give him a vet presence since they sent uh, Brandon Cooks off to the Cowboys. So really young talent. Speaking of Cowboys, what do you think of that tight end oh, that they have there? Yeah, Dalton Schultz, too. That's going to be a good addition. And he's going to th- – look, this offense should see a lot of volume, right? They should be playing from behind. They should be throwing it around a little bit. Uh, they even brought in Amari Rogers, Noah Brown. So th- there's a lot of players there that can – uh, you know, Robert Woods doesn't have a lot of le- left in the tank. So there's going to be a third wide receiver out there on the field <laughs> at some point. And I don't know that you can trust a rookie necessarily to do that. And let's just face it, John Mechie, we, we don't know what his health is going to be like as the thing goes. So, so I like Dalton Schultz a lot this year. Yeah, I, I liked him a lot in Dallas, too. And, you know, usually rookie quarterbacks team the lend towards their tight ends. And he has a good one to lean on. Definitely do. Indianapolis Colts, Pierre, keeping our two minutes here for a team. Gardner Minshew, they've got a new quarterback, Gardner Minshew, with the Indianapolis Colts looking at this as a starter right now is what ESPN has them listed as. Who do you think wins out that job, Anthony uh, Richardson or Gardner Minshew? I think it'll be Richardson. There's already some smoke that he's going to start week one. Um, OTAs just started in Indy today, so we'll we'll start to get some reports on how Richardson's actually looking uh it could see Minshew, you know for the first couple weeks if they don't feel like richardson's right you're not going to throw him to the wolves but ultimately it'll be richardson and i think it'll be it'll be exciting they haven't had you know uh a quarterback like this probably since luck who's capable of running who's strong who has a strong arm uh all the in between so there's some potential with the coach but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get too excited just yet until I see it, the product on the field. What does it do to a Michael Pittman Jr., who, you know, is a, I, I want to say, a premier wide receiver in the league before Matt Ryan got there? Is it, you know, he, his his upside was so high. He looked, he's doing so good. And then last <laughs> year, of course, the offense was very stagnant. I don't know that Anthony Richardson's necessarily going to help out Michael Pittman Jr. I'm still looking at him as like that third-tier wide receiver one kind of a, you know, wide receiver two or something like that. I think he'll help out in the touchdown category. So Pittman, I think he only had like four touchdowns, but what Anthony Richardson has that Matt Ryan doesn't is an, is a cannon. So he has an arm. Okay. And when you look at both Pittman and Pierce, there were plenty of times where they got behind their defenders or where they probably could have won a a few jump balls and Matt Ryan just couldn't get it there. Um, I expect both Minshew and Richardson to be able to get it there. So you got those two tanks on the outside uh, then you bring in the rookie, Josh Downs, who you can actually bring behind Isaiah McKenzie a little bit um, in the slot to give you that little speedster dump off. Um, so I do expect the receivers to have a, a better better upside, I guess, with, with Richardson at quarterback. All right. Nothing else really there to talk about other than Johnny Jonathan Woods. Taylor. Johnny yeah. Woods, too. Right. Okay. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor, but Johnny Woods is the tight end that you want. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that there. Jacksonville Jaguars are next on our list. Uh, this 
<sighs> I've been thinking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know I, oh, that deep sigh sounds like I'm like, oh, the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. But no, they've got a lot. Yeah, they added Calvin Ridley, right? Oh, they kept yes. Evan Ingram. They Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne. There is so many mouths to feed here now. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to benefit the most out of all these people uh, more than anything else. But as far as the offense goes, I think it's going to be – I don't want to say Kansas City chiefish, but you know it's just going to be hit or miss on who's going to do what. I think it, this year it's a good problem to have. But uh, for, that's for, for sure. that, not for fantasy, not for fantasy. <laughs> true, true. But for, from their team standpoint, I think I think Zay Jones might be the one that that takes a step back. He had a really good year last year, uh, but now if you have Ridley uh, in the in the in the mode, uh, Kirk they they paid the money to. They they yep. think Kirk's you know a wide receiver one type. Uh, so I think those two will be the ones that eat. Uh, I think Jones will probably take a step back. And I can even see Ingram taking a step back as well. I think they only signed him to another one-year deal. Um, they went out and drafted a rookie, Brenton Strange, who I know is more of a blocking tight end. Uh, but again, these guys are going to all have their weeks. Uh, if there's one I would stay away from a bit, it'd be Zay Jones um, and go more towards Kirk and, and Ritley. And yeah. ETN, I think he's he'll be just fine. Evan Ingram, though, I, the connection that he had with Trevor Lawrence towards mm-hmm. the end of last year, especially, and we know, and I can't remember the head coach's name right now, but we know that uh, they he loves to utilize the tight end. He use, he's a great offensive coach, man. Yeah, Doug Peterson's a good Doug coach. Doug Peterson, thank you. Good coach. Ingram's going to be involved. It's just you got to feed everybody. That's the, the thing when it comes to having these receivers. Everyone's going to want the ball, and so Lawrence is going to have to find a way to spread it around. Tennessee Titans. We could save some time with this one, Pierre. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's the same offense, just cut up a, diff, a bunch of different ways again this year. I don't know. Maybe maybe some of these wide receivers are sleepers. I, I don't I don't know. This this team is just Derrick Henry giving give him the ball five hundred times. Yeah, it's it's really just Henry, and then I don't mind Burks. I think Traylon Burks is the receiver. And Okonkwo, I mean, he's a good tight end. So just yeah. those three, Henry, Burks, Okonkwo, are really the only ones. <laughs> yes, let's get off of this team before I start talking about how Kyle Phillips had a good year last oh, year before his injury. You know, <laughs> I mean, Nick Westbrook's even an Indiana guy, but no, just, uh, just Burks, Okonkwo. <laughs> Keep it simple. Don't outthink it. Oh, they got Chris Moore, too? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. We're on to that. Oh, yeah, we're doing good. Lamar Jackson is now back in there. He, he seems to be a little happier, if not a lot happier, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, he's so, got some money in his pocket now. He's got money and he's got offensive weapons. Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers is there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still got it. They added Nelson Aguilar. They, also, they added Devin Duvernay. You know, the, the, they got a bunch of people now all of a sudden. And, uh, and Mark Andrews, Isaiah Likely. And look, this, yeah. this is a lot of offensive weapons now for Lamar Jackson. There are no more excuses as far as he doesn't have anybody because he has people now. And that, that running back room is still loaded. I can't trust any running backs in Baltimore. I'm not going to do it just because of the <laughs> field turf there on the practice field, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm just not going to do it. But as far as the other people, players go, you got to draft Mark Andrews again. But what about Odell Beckham, Rashad Bateman? Are they like – Fifth, sixth rounders? What are they? I mean, I don't know what Odell. I haven't seen him play in a year. So I'm, I'm going to stay away before. from him we said perfectly. That before. We've said that so many, you know, I don't want to say have. so many times about Odell. And and look, he was a, he was fantastic in Los Angeles. He was. He also had Cooper Cup taking attention away from him. 
So who's Cooper Cup on this team? Mark Andrews. Yeah, he's not going to take away that type of attention, though. He's he's more going to be over the middle. Um, I don't know. I'm going to wait on Beckham. If you guys want to go that route, you can. Uh, I like Bateman. Uh, hopefully, he's he's recovered from his foot, ankle, whatever that you know plagued him. Uh, Zay Flowers is a speedster as well. Um, so yeah, really good weapons. Andrews is a safe one. Um, I wish that likely would get like traded because he's he's good. Um, he's kind of stuck behind Andrews. He he tends to shine whenever Andrews is banged up or misses. But from a receiver standpoint, I probably lean Bateman personally. Maybe Zay Flowers. I take them both over Odell just because I haven't seen Odell wow. again in a year coming off another wow. ACL. And then I I do like J.K. Dobbins a bit. Um, I know you know they get injured here with with Baltimore, but he's he's coming off another year removed now of his injury. So um, I think J.K. Dobbins is going to be kind of a little bit under the radar uh, in this offense. So I do like him. I do I do like doing that in best ball drafts. I do I don't mind getting J.K. Dobbins and then handcuffing him with Gus Edwards and then handcuffing Gus Edwards with Justice Hill and then handcuffing. Yeah. Never mind, just joking. Hey, moving on. Cincinnati Bengals. The Cincinnati Bengals, same team. Same team except for one player. They added Irv Smith Jr., who is a fantastic at Alabama. Uh, does all kinds of great things off the field as far as his jumping ability is, athleticism, all those things. And they utilize the tight end pretty good here. I'm still this is this is me. This is probably me trying to read the tea leaves a little bit too much. Yeah. I'm still wondering what's what's going to go on with T. Higgins. You know, is he? Yeah. Surely he's going to be over what happened transpired on the field last year. But in the playoffs, he. T. Higgins, I mean, after after that stuff that happened with Buffalo, uh, T. Higgins was never the same. Yeah, it was it was a unique situation. Uh, DeMar Hamlin, he was obviously the, the one whose helmet hit him, but I think he bounces back uh, even more so now. You see, like, DeMar could be coming back himself and playing. Yeah, that could help his mentality oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, a contract, you know, year. Like, so he's due for <laughs> an extension coming up, and Burrow's already talking about trying to – you know, be friendly while also getting paid himself, but also friendly enough for his his guys to get paid. Um, so I do think that, that Higgins will he'll bounce back. Obviously, Chase is the main guy. Oh yeah, uh, Mixon's Mixon's unique for me because there's no more Piran. What are they gonna do now? You know, Chase Brown. You know, are they gonna go to you know the the youngster? Probably not. Chris Evans hasn't been able to really crack the rotation the last couple of years. So I'm curious with Mixon if this is kind of a more passing involvement type of role for him now that P Ryan's gone. Well, we see one of them co- uh, chief running backs traded over there, or maybe a James Cook even going that direction. I don't, I don't know. There's quite a few uh, like free agents, like Zeke Elliott hasn't signed uh, yet, and uh, Fournette. So there's hey, guys uh, that could change some things. Let me ask you this: since we're stuck here at Jamar Chase, real quick, yeah, uh, number one pick in the draft. You had the number one pick in a redraft. Uh huh. Are you taking a Jamar Chase? Are you taking a Justin Jefferson? Who are you taking? Probably if it's if it's not super flex, if super flex, you're taking a quarterback. Well, but yeah, okay. if it's if it's not super flex, it's gonna be either Chase or Jefferson, um, or you're still gonna look at a running back like McCaffrey. I think those are the the main three that people will gravitate towards. All right, Cleveland Browns are next on the list. Deshaun Watson's first complete year in Cleveland this season. Wonderful time to try to get on Deshaun Watson. I think that he's going to end up being, what, top eight, top six quarterbacks in the league whenever it's all said and done in fantasy, if he stays healthy, of course. Mm-hmm. And stays out of legal trouble. But Well, yes. I okay. mean, he's he's showed the talent. It didn't show up last 
last year, but you got to think again, he was not playing football for a year. Yeah. In, a, in addition to the being suspended after that, you know, for what, nine games or so. So yep. having full OTAs, being able to get reps with these guys, uh, him and Cooper seem to have a good connection late. People's Jones started to come away and Joku's back. He's solid. They added Elijah Moore from the Jets. So I expect Deshaun uh, to kind of have a bounce back. And if not, then the, the Browns are going to be the Browns and get their paper bags out and, you know, have, <laughs> have, have the, basically the highest paid quarterback on the roster to be unproductive. Is Nick Chubb going to be Nick Chubb this year? Are people do pe- can people draft him late first round, sometime early second round? You know, as as one of the premier running backs in the league this season with Deshaun Watson back there at quarterback. I I didn't like how much they were they started to throw the ball when Watson was back, but yeah, I think so. There's no hunt, so I don't I don't I don't know if I'm confident any of these guys behind them are going to take. Like that passing down roll, like is Jerome Ford going to be the the third down back? So that's the one thing to look out for. But yeah, I think I think Chubb's still solid enough to to take in that that top eh, bottom of the top tier there. Yeah, and it, yes, especially around the goal line, Nick Chubb. Yep. All right, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Boy, this is just weird. Yeah, just a, a weird looking team to me whenever I look at this because especially from a fantasy standpoint, last year you had Deontay Johnson never catching a touchdown pass. George Pickens is there and he seems you know, I, I know that they, they said that they said that uh what was that, the Floyd guy or something like that was the Antonio Brown? But yeah. man, George Pickens ain't far from Antonio Brown as far as his drama on the football field and him you know uh, being very vocal about his presence <laughs> on the football field he's not far from that it just reminds me of it they added Allen robinson as well but that's nothing he's a ghost of himself from what we remember i yeah. th- this is still going to be an offense that struggles if you ask me i think so the the difficult part is they always seem to win like no matter how bad the steelers they keep look, it ugly uh-huh. like yeah tomlin keeps them in the game and they win and there's someone that's gonna be productive. I'm I'm pretty curious on on Najee Harris. I know he was dealing with that Liz Frank issue a lot of last year. If he's healed from that, you know he could he could have a big he could have a big year. I think I think a lot of people have been off of him because of his injury. They forgot about the injury. Uh, he's still only what 25 years old. So mm-hmm. I mean Najee Harris, I like. Uh, I do like Pickens, um, big play guy. Uh, a lot of his character stuff was a concern coming out of college, but. Overall, I feel like he kept it in check. Um, him and Deontay Johnson should be the main guys. Again, like you mentioned, Allen Robinson was pretty much dirt when he was with the, the Rams. So that'll be a, a tough one to see him even bounce back. I do like Calvin Austin the third. He was hurt all of last year. I loved him coming out of, of Memphis in the draft. I don't know how much he'll get. Maybe something to watch in the preseason. A uh, really talented kid. Uh, I feel like Calvin Austin the third. But really just Pickens, Deontay Najee for me here, and then the the, the guy move at, at tight end. You, you can always sure. play Fryer move. Sure. I, I just noticed they got Anthony Miller as a wide receiver on here. Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson, two ex bears, right there. Yeah, it's that, true. Interesting. Probably not going anywhere, huh? No. <laughs> and, Mitch, and Mitch Trubisky. Holy cow, that's a reunion. Yeah, getting the gang back together. Buffalo Bills. This is a fun looking team. But my question to you is is James Cook. In RB1. I don't think anyone in Buffalo is RB1. 
Okay. They added Damian Harris, right? And they have yeah. Latavius Murray as well. With Naheem Hines coming out of the backfield, I think he's going to probably be a return specialist. I know he's probably. He's, you know, it's, it, and that's fine. That's fine. That's what he should do. Uh, and a gimmicky kind of play. But, man, there's I can't trust any of those running backs, Pierre, as far as the draft goes. I'll let them be my, you know, a second RB somewhere like that if I go to zero RB strategy in a room somewhere. Oh, yeah, I'll take a flyer on one for sure. I, I like both Cook and I like Cook and Damian Harris, honestly. I like Harris with the, the Patriots before Madre beat him out. So you just don't know. Um, kind of similar to how you have even last year with Singletary and Cook. You yeah. don't know who it's going to be. And ultimately, they like to, to put the ball in Josh Allen's hands for him to throw or he'll take off and run it himself. That's why it's just always tough to to gauge the the Bills running back room. All right, Dalton Kincaid is the other big name there that was added to that team. They talk about using utilizing him as a, a third wide receiver, fourth wide receiver. I don't know. Uh, what do you think about Dalton Kincaid? Do you, do you take a chance on what looks like a second string tight end, but they're trying to treat him like a first string wide receiver? I mean, I like him, but just as we mentioned with Michael Mayer, like. How much can you trust a, a rookie tight end? Even those that get drafted high, your TJ Hawkinson's, your well, Eric Ebron's. I know Detroit took both of those guys, but it, it tends to, to take them a year or two to to really find themselves and get going. I mean, we even seen with Kyle Pitts. Like, is it the offense? Is it Pitts? It's just tough to take those those rookie tight ends and expect them to to really have those type of seasons that you need. So. I don't know. I, I like him, but I, I don't know if he's going to supplant even Dawson Knox. So right. I would just caution yourself on that. Okay, let's move on to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins just keep stocking up and loading up. The first time I'm going to talk about defense here, and they added a new defensive coordinator in Miami. It's just, this is Nick Fangio. I mean, he he does a great job. He gets his players his teammates, his players that he plays on with uh, uh, coaches up over on the defensive side of things to run through a wall. This is going to put the Miami Dolphins offense and fantasy players in just a great position, I think, all the way around. And if Tua Tagovailoa can stay healthy, that's going to be a wonderful asset to Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, uh, you know, even even Durham Smythe. Wait, 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 Durham Smythe? That's their tight end? Yeah, Gusecki's gone. I know, I know. <laughs> I don't. Everything rides on Tua, and we we kind of saw that a bit in like the later in the year when he had those concussions when they had to run out, you know, Teddy Two Gloves with Bridgewater, they had Skylar Thompson, so it all rides on Tua. But we saw the success that Tyreek and Jalen had when Tua was under center, um, so you can expect that again. Those are really the two. Um, Braxton Berrios will be interesting. I always yeah. thought he was talented with the Jets. He's came through for me in DFS quite a bit so i don't i don't mind barrios either but uh tua is the key um mike white even being the second string i think is a little interesting because he's not mm-hmm. a, i mean he's not tua but he he's he's serviceable so i, I don't mind tyreek and, and waddle i'll probably stay away from tight end altogether because even Smythe, croft a lot of those guys are blocking tight ends um cedric wilson didn't have the year he had in dallas i don't know if they'll get him more involved but get seki gone so really just focus on those two yeah. receivers and two yeah. what about what about the running backs though most start wilson you know that was kind of a timeshare last year and, and then he got then they added a- aiken is that his name ashan yeah. devin aiken yeah 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 Ken. okay and so, <laughs> so what are we going to do there what are we going to do there uh I, it's just again too many okay um, all right you can take one, um, but I wouldn't 
I wouldn't have one as your RB1. Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. <sighs> oh, Bailey Zappi. I'm sorry. Mac uh, Jones! <laughs> or is it going to be Trace McSorley? I don't know who it's going to be. No, but, it yeah. would not be him. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I know it's going to be Ramondre Stevenson. He's going to shoot right way up the redraft boards, I think, this year. Yeah. Even though they added James Robinson, Pierre Strong. It, it, James Robinson is nothing anymore. I, I say nothing. You know what I mean, Pierre. As far as fantasy output goes, he's he's a distant memory. He ha- he gave us those good six <laughs> weeks, and now he's not. It kills. Like It looked like he was going to be like that running back that was going to overcome the Achilles early and then it happened where he, he kind of fell back and then he got traded and still couldn't get going. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about James Robinson. Definitely Juju. the Ramadre Stevenson show. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster is, it's just Jacoby Myers all over again, right? I mean, it's, it's nothing. We don't I have think to go Jacoby crazy. Myers might be better than Juju personally. Yeah. I mean, this is a step back. If anything, it might be a step sideways, but it's probably a step back. Yeah. This offense is going to struggle. I know they added Mike Jusecki, but it's still going to struggle. I think so too. Okay. I like Thornton. Like he's a speedster, but yeah, I don't, I don't like Manny. Other than Ramondre, I don't know if I'll have much of the Patriots at all this year. Whew, that's a tough one. All right, we're moving on to the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers has been added there. They got Brees Hall, Michael Carter. I, that's that's kind of the thing to me. How much are you going to be in on Brees Hall? in redraft leagues this year a lot if he's healthy i mean he was he was better than i thought sure. he was gonna be last year so if he's healthy you got rogers who can take away some attention now you know he's not zach wilson or or mike white or joe flacco this where is Aaron rogers back there so huh where are you gonna take Brees hall where i mean are you gonna is he a, i mean i know the health concerns are there is he a first rounder second rounder he's probably a second rounder for me yeah okay all right right there uh, garrett wilson alan lazard nicole hardman Garrett oh, Wilson, all the Randall, Garrett Wilson, well, Denzel Mims, Randall Cobb, Corey Davis. There's a, there's a lot of people there uh, in that wide receiver room, Pierre. So just Garrett Wilson all day, all day. Garrett Wilson. I mean, he's just talented. You saw it with the again the quarterbacks I just named that he played with last year. Uh, I expect him and Rogers to have a connection. Obviously, Rogers is gonna you know have a connection with Lazard as well. Hartman. I mean, it's tough because. Everyone thinks he's, he's like player. hurt. Everyone thinks he's hurt. He doesn't get like majorly hurt. He gets nicked up every game though. Like his hip, his ankle, his foot. He's gonna limp to the sideline once a game. But I'm curious to see if he actually gets opportunities. Uh, I thought he got him in Kansas City, maybe not. But I think Wilson, Lazard, and then Tyler Conklin. I do like Tyler Conklin. I liked him at Minnesota. I liked him last year. So uh, I think they'll be the the three pass catchers: Lazard, Wilson. Conklin. Okay. All right. That, that that wraps up the AFC. We did that part pretty good, Pierre. Let me ask you this question as we get ready and take a breath okay. to tackle the NFC. And we do that there. All right. Let me ask you this. Who wins the AFC West? Kansas Den- City. Kansas City. Pretty <laughs> easily, right? Yeah. And uh, who's going to finish last there, Denver or Las Vegas? Vegas. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, AFC South, who wins that division? Jacksonville. All right, yeah, pretty easily. Who finishes last? I think Houston. Okay, all right. Houston it is. AFC North, who fit, wins that division? Baltimore, Cincinnati, mm, Cleveland. Cincinnati still. All right, and the Steelers will struggle there. Yeah. AFC, AFC East, who wins that division? Buffalo, Miami, New England, the, the Jets. Jets. You think the Jets? I think the Jets are going to win that division. Oh, my. I think the Patriots will finish last. 
I'm taking Miami. Okay. I, I, I both off of Buffalo. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how big Buffalo's window was. You know, I just don't know how big the window it's was. It's not closed. I'll tell you that. They still got Josh Allen, so it's not closed. I know closed. it's not closed, but I think Miami opened up two windows is all I think. With the addition of Nick Fangio there, that's that's Bears love totally. Totally Bears love right there is what that is, Pierre. All right. All right. NFC West is where we're headed to next, and we have the Seattle Seahawks. First on the list, Geno Smith was a pleasant surprise this uh, last year. Has he moved up any redraft boards this year, Pierre, to where maybe you're going to take him over? I don't know. Who, who would you take him over? Would you take Would you take him over Russell Wilson? Probably. I really? mean, Gino was good last year. I think he like ended like QB five or something like that. Like I had him on a keeper league, and the only reason I had him is because Trey Lance got hurt like week one, and there was no one else to pick up, and so I was like, oh, let's go get Gino. And he he stayed in like the rest of the year, so I'm I'm on Team Geno. He's got some weapons: Metcalf, Lockett. They got Jackson Smith and Nigba from the the Buckeyes. So yeah, I'm on I'm on Team Geno. So I like him. I still like Kenneth Walker. This could, they can have a pretty good year. I don't I don't mind the Seahawks this year. They do have a good team when you yeah. sit there and look at it. And you know you even bring in a rookie wide receiver who's got a lot of speed. And, and just a lot of playmaking ability too. Yeah. You know, he he does have a ton of playmaking ability, which is should complement everything. I still think the funniest thing to me is watching Tyler Lockett highlights. And don't ask me why anybody would ever do that. But the way he just falls down instead of takes a hit nowadays. You know, I, I don't know if you ever noticed that while he's That's on the smart. field. That's what Mark just, Harrison no, used to it is time. especially especially when he gets injured a lot, and his you know he's just not going to do that. So I don't know. I, I like this team. Not a lot of depth. Though they don't have a lot of depth. Yeah. yeah, it's true. There's not people behind, you know, those receivers, not really anyone there at all. A lot of young guys, but I mean, if they're healthy, you don't need depth. That's the that's the thing. It's good to have depth if you if something happens, but you, you hope that nothing happens. And if so, you're just stacked. Okay, so where are you taking are you taking DK Metcalf over the rookie there? Yeah, yeah, DK is the first one off the board, but I think uh-huh. you're going to get better value taking Lockett or or Smith Enigma. I think uh-huh. in a lot of redraft rooms, people are going to take uh, the the rookie instead of Tyler Lockett first. But it's hard to not pass to to not take Tyler Lockett first from my standpoint. And rookies are just dangerous. I know, like you've had like Chase, but he was like three overall. You gotta you gotta be careful taking rookies um, that aren't like top five picks. Um, and expecting a big time production from them. Well, and Chase had the whole he had the whole LSU thing going on there, too. Mm-hmm. With, with, you know, it, it was a connection already there. It was a connection already established. San Francisco Forty Nine. Yeah, San Francisco Forty ers Brock Purdy or Trey Lance. Pierre, who's going to be that car? Oh, or Sam Darnold. Who's going to be that quarterback there? <laughs> if healthy, it sounds like it'll be Purdy. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see Lance though. Um, again, top three pick. They they traded quite a bit of draft capital to get him. Um, didn't get to really see that last year with his early injury. You know he can run with his legs, so I think it'll be pretty, but I, I'm curious what Lance can do still. Debo Samuel or Brandon Ayuk this year, Pierre? With Chris value McCaffrey wise. there. Uh, yeah, yeah value-wise, go ahead. It's Ayuk with, with value-wise, but upside still Debo, but from where they're getting drafted, it's, it's definitely Ayuk. 
And, and you know, Debo, the rushing capabilities and probabilities and all that stuff, they got a lot of running backs there now. <laughs> they got right. a lot of running backs, and they're all healthy at the beginning of the year. And, and Debo, you know, two years ago, he just he didn't want to be treated like a running back anymore. It's true. He won't be with Christian McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell now. But Kittle, man, what do you think of Kittle? Because him and Purdy, mm-hmm. they had something special. I don't know if you yep. realize that, but they had something special. Where do you have Kittle this year? Uh, he's still got to be one of those top five tight ends. I, I don't want to say top three. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's 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 tough to say that. It's tough to say that. And I've got to start trying to move Evan Ingram down my board a little bit more because I did kind of have Evan Ingram before really the Calvin Ridley stuff and everything and before you start mm-hmm. diagnosing that. So, you know, he's definitely top five. So you can't knock him off that board, especially with Brock Purdy. I'd almost want to say that I wanted to boost him up even maybe above Mark Andrews after you see the Brock Purdy stuff. But then they with Lamar Jackson again, that connection with Andrews is always there. Yeah, it's, he's right there, though. Like, they're, they're right. You got Kelsey, obviously, at one. Then there's, to me, it's right there with Kittle, Andrews, Hawkinson. Those yep. three are kind of interchangeable. Uh, I think Waller's kind of falling out of that for right now. We'll see what he does when we get to the Giants. But, yeah, those those three of Andrews, Kittle, and TJ Hawkinson are kind of interchangeable for me currently. But if, if, it's, if it's Trey Lance, I'm going to put him down below O.J. Howard is what I'm <laughs> going to do. Peter. Not that low, but I hear you. Here we go. <laughs> Los Angeles Rams. We're moving on to their depth chart. We got, we, got, we got everybody. We got everybody, right? Everybody's healthy to start the season. Matthew Stafford, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Ben Skoranek. I guess he's going to be the guy there. Tyler Higby, uh, Cooper Cup. Where is he in our wide receiver ranks? No matter what. Okay. Right. <laughs> uh, he's... Uh, where do I have him? He's like three. I feel like three or four. Like, who is who's he going to throw to? Yeah, Odell's gone. Al Robinson's gone. Even when they were there, he threw it to Cooper Cup. That's not going to change. Cooper Cup's going to be the the guy in this offense, especially with Van Jefferson and Skoranek out there. So they might run the ball a bit more with, with Cam Akers, but yeah, it's it's Cooper Cup still. All right, Cooper Cup. No matter what, this this no offense what. looks pretty pretty vanilla as long as Cam Akers is healthy. I don't really see anybody else having like a big effect on them. I I want to say I'm going to trust Cam Akers more this year, just seeing the names that are behind him than I normally do with Los Angeles Rams running backs. The Rams might be awful. Like they might be a terrible team, and that's even with Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford connection. But yeah, I do like Akers. I'm not worried about anyone behind him right now. McVeigh's going to be McVeigh, so you never know. They could sign, you know, Malcolm Brown off the street and give him 30 touches a game. But You're right. Based off of last year, I think you got to roll out with, with Akers and feel like they kind of mended, you know, those fences there. Wow. Just looking at that, that is, that is a, that is, that does look pretty rough right there. Higby. Uh, I mean, Higby. Yeah, <laughs> He's probably the wide receiver too, technically. Yep. <laughs> Have fun with that. Arizona Cardinals. Is, are they going to be the worst team in the NFL this year, Pierre, as far as the record goes whenever it's all said and done? Possibly. Okay. I don't know. that. Like, Obviously, Kyler's going to miss. Colt McCoy my- isn't, isn't great, but it's going to depend on what happens with those receivers. Like, They trade Hopkins and like... I don't. I don't know. Probably yes. They're probably gonna be the worst team. 
<laughs> if they trade Hopkins, we drafted Dorch in the second round. What are we doing now? I mean, if they trade Hopkins, this team has nothing. James Conner, what is he going to do? I mean, it's my, if, if you trade Hopkins, just trade Conner for us too, please. We don't want anything to do with this team anymore. If you trade Hopkins, I don't, I don't, I don't know what this team looks. If they get rid of Hopkins, Pierre. I think you have to. Like, he's not even happy there. Oh, not he, at all. He, he even made the comment, you know, he wants a quarterback that loves the game, loves football. That, wow. To me, that's throwing shade that Kyler Murray doesn't love football. He, he's too busy on Call of Duty. So, I don't know. Like, this team's in shambles. New coach, you know, Jonathan Gannon, he's more a defensive coach um, anyway. So, I don't know. This, this offense is scary, even with Kyler behind center. But given the fact that Kyler – probably won't be there at least half the season hmm. yeah it's gross yeah they, i get i don't know i don't, I don't know what james connor looks to be the the bright hope of light here for fantasy players because he he should get a lot of work he gets the receiving work it's just the quarterback you, you got to attach yourself to a good quarterback and i don't know that colt mccoy is that good quarterback this team doesn't look like it has any fantasy perspective whatsoever if hawkins gets traded hollywood brown because he'll be like the the guy um, but he can't stay healthy. He can't, but he he'll get you he'll get you points just like last and I'm not year buying before Hopkins came Moore. back. No, Moore is tough. Ertz is getting old. Trey McBride, he's a good tight end. He's not a rookie anymore, so you know he'll he'll be there at some point. But it's it's Hollywood Brown. If if Hopkins gets moves, you'll probably want Hollywood because that's who they'll have to lean on. He's like their only solid pass catching option when he's healthy. And he'll drop like half the balls that you need him to catch anyway. See, that's why I tell you, it's a really tough-looking team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Pierre, our two-minute timer has started again. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, right? The first thing, I mean, I, 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 I've, I've looked at these rosters a little bit, but I've, I've stayed away from them a little bit, too, you know, just uh, getting into baseball and everything. And then right when I flipped over and opened this page, quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Oh, my. You know, that's the first reaction that I had. Um, Which is crazy because this team, people didn't think it was too bad when that was Tom Brady. But you take out Tom Brady and you go to Baker Mayfield, and all of a sudden you're like, oh. Yeah. I'll ta- yeah, well, and, and you know, then I, I had high hopes for Rashad White, and I yeah. kind of had him, for the Baby Bowl purposes, I had him as, like, my last workhorse back. But then, okay. you, I, you know, you, got, you have Chase Edmonds there. And, and Chase hasn't been terrible. You know, yeah, he just, he's pretty terrible last year. Okay. All right. So we, we I'm, gonna, I'm fine with Rashad White. Uh, I think I'm fine with Chris Godwin as well. Mike Evans, he had one like monstrous game last year that I think impacted his stats more than people realize. Uh, I want to say it was the second, second Carolina game, maybe um, where he just had like a couple deep bombs that he caught. That was the majority I felt personally of his fantasy production. Uh, so Godwin and then Rashad White are probably the two plays I have here. All right. And I, I could understand that. And I I do think Mike Evans maybe lost a step or lost some enthusiasm along the way. Yeah. I, I don't see anything else. There's nothing else. Wow. Isn't that something? <laughs> um, and I, uh, Baker, you don't, do you draft him? Even no. in a super flex? It's not even guaranteed. It could still be trash. That's one of those things you got to wait to see. Kind of how OTAs in the preseason play out. Derek Carr is now leading those New Orleans Saints. I don't know that Derek Carr is much of an upgrade from the Red Rifle. I just I just don't know. Do you think he is? I, I thought Winston was better than Dalton, so I don't yes. know what's happening there. So 
I mean, I like Carr. Um, good person, good individual. He's capable of having some solid games, but no, I don't. He's an upgrade over Dalton, yes, but I don't know by how much. And then Alvin Kamara is there, and he has legal issues himself. I don't know that he's going to miss any time, but Jamal Williams is is his backup, and Jamal Williams loves to score touchdowns. Oh, yeah. And if, and if Kamara can't score the touchdown, what, what are we going to do with the backfield? Nobody. You stay away from it, right? Yeah, I mean, you can get Jamal Williams and his 15 touchdowns because you know he's going to vote for him. Uh, it's going to be him or Taysom Hill. It will not yeah. be Kamara, I can tell you that much. <laughs> so you stay away from Kamara at all costs. Probably, especially if he's still getting drafted, like in that upper echelon of running backs, I would I would stay away for sure. Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, we're not we're not nobody's drafting Michael Thomas again before the eighth round in any redraft league ever, right? Unless he goes to Denver, you gotta see him play. Like regardless, you gotta see him play. He's not playing. He so hasn't played in years, so yeah, Olave's the guy. That's who you so want. what do you do with Olave then? You play because play. If, Carr's if gonna. Thomas- <laughs> if Thomas comes back, then where does Olave go? I mean, you're still going to – Olave's good, man. I've, I've watched enough Ohio State. I watched him last year with Dalton. Chris Olave's a good player. He'll be better uh, coming into a second season. It's not like Carr's not capable of throwing the ball. He, Devontae had some big games with Carr. Hunter Renfro had some big games with Carr. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine on Olave. What about Jawan Johnson? i got to mention his name. Is he one of those top 10, 12 uh, tight ends in the I'm league? I'm not doing it, no. No? Okay. No. There's Foster Moreau behind him. Carr's familiar with him, so. Yeah, and he's going to be the, the, the story. It's just a weird-looking te- weird team on that one, too. I may be staying away from that one as well. Oh, time to keep going here, Pierre. Uh, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young at quarterback there with Andy Dalton back up. That looks really that – looks, that looks shady. That looks shady to me. Andy Dalton, man, if you want to talk about somebody who is a second-string quarterback to start the year but then ends up being the first stringer at some point, and, oh, yeah. and you know, even a rookie – any kind of rookie, a rookie quarterback especially, I don't want to say he's going to be looking over his shoulder at Andy Dalton, but at the same time, a little bit of struggle, and you can have Andy Dalton there. you got a new head coach. you got Miles Sanders there. I love Miles Sanders this year, Pierre. Yeah, I like Sanders too, and just knowing Frank Wright, how he used, you know, Taylor, yes. even Marlon Mack. Like, he's 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 willing to, to run the ball. Uh, he doesn't have Jalen Hurts to worry about, to, to vulture his touchdowns or – or Boston Scott or Kenneth Gainwell. Like, nope. Those guys behind him aren't those guys. So I, I do like Sanders quite a bit. Bryce Young could be interesting. Like, he's talented. With Dalton behind him, you do worry, like, an injury or something's going to happen just because Dalton always ends up on the field. Yep. But his receiving core is interesting. Like, Thielen, eh. Is he going to be as good without Justin Jefferson taking away attention? DJ Shark looked okay. You know, with Detroit, had some pretty solid games. But, again, you had Amon Ross St. Brown there. Uh, I do like Mingo. I liked him quite a bit um, coming out of Ole Miss, Jonathan Mingo. So, i like to see him get on the field. But I'm not I'm not thrilled by their receiving core. So, that, nope. that makes me worried about Bryce Young and probably why you're more on Sanders. Yeah, I'm definitely on Sanders. Bryce Young doesn't have any issues in checking it down to the running backs either. So I think Miles Sanders could get 50 kits, 50, 60 catches possibly this season, which would be really good. I just don't see a lot of weapons for Bryce Young. And I'll, I'll say this. It was the University of Alabama. He did play there last season and he did do his things. But Alabama wide receivers, the offensive players, there weren't a lot of people there. So Bryce Young, yeah. to me, did a lot with a little I don't know that I don't know if it was this little though. I don't, 
<laughs> right? And they went out and got, you know, they got Thielen, they got Shark, they got Hurst. They tried to get somebody to help them out. They tried. They tried. Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter is the quarterback one there. They added Bijan Robinson. How about that, Pierre? Uh, that's a deep running back room right now. And, yeah. and it seems like uh, Smith is going to have his pick of whoever he wants to play that game, but it's, it's Bijan Robinson all the way, right? It's got to be. Okay. Like, you, you don't take him at eight and, and not, you know, just let him one run wild, one free. I would probably you know, move Cordell Patterson back to like a – a receiving type role if they were smart. Um, you got Drake London, uh, Matt Collins on the outside. I'd probably put Cordero as the, the slot over Scotty Miller right now. I don't know if they will, but that's just me kind of brainstorming this roster currently. Okay. Yeah. And, and if you're in the wide receiver room, I, I think everything's going to fall into place. It's going to look like probably Bijan and Algier splitting up those carries. Maybe like a little 70-30 split is what I'm thinking somewhere in that neighborhood. And so Bijan could probably have that 20 carries where t- or touch, touches, 20-25 touches. And yep. then Tyler Azure will just kind of fall into line there a little bit. But I don't see – man, Atlanta Falcons like to keep the game close. They like to win ugly, kind of like we talked about the Pittsburgh Steelers earlier. Low-scoring mm-hmm. affairs, I-, I could see this. It's like just, the Titans. Like you think about what Arthur Smith did with when he was in Tennessee – you know, he just hand the ball to Henry and, you know, make sure Tannehill didn't make mistakes. You can see that same thing happening where you just hand it off to B. John and hope Desmond Ritter doesn't make mistakes. Oof. Oof. A lot of hoping. A lot of hoping. Our defense right. got to get better because Titans had a good defense. but Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Minnesota Vikings. Same, t- same team, right? With Delvin Cook being a big question mark there on that team other than Adam Thielen. But, man, Adam Thielen didn't do much his last season there. And so – Jordan Addison, is that right? K.J. Osborne is going to be there. And T.J. Hawkinson, I think it's going to run through Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and T.J. Hawkinson. I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> I, think I don't think too. Dalvin Cook. I don't think um, Dalvin Cook's going to be a part of the team. I don't. Uh, yeah, I think they're waiting for that June 1st designation is how I understand it, which is going to make Alexander Madison pretty interesting. Uh, I would try to get as much as him as possible right now if you do think that Dalvin Cook's going to be traded. Um, just based off where he's going. Uh, but, yeah, from a passing standpoint, Justin Jefferson, obviously, he's going to be the top receiver off the board, maybe a top pick off the board in some drafts. I do like Jordan Addison, you know, out of USC. Uh, going to bring him in. He's going to be younger, faster. Uh, you got to suspect than, than Thielen. Thielen was kind of a security blanket, so it'll be interesting how, how that works with Cousins when he can't dump it off to Jefferson. And, you know, he doesn't have that security blanket mostly in the red zone. For Thielen, does it go to Osborne? Does it go to Addison? Or maybe that's who Hawkinson's going to be now. Yeah, I think so, too. And I I, I, I kind of was disappointed whenever Addison went there, just to be honest with you, because I was looking <laughs> forward to K.J. Osborne. I really was. Hey, Jalen Rieger. I love that. I love that little addition there. Uh, no. I know. I know. It's just <laughs> my guy, right? I got to have yeah, – everybody's got to have guys. The Green Bay Packers, Jordan oh, Love, Pierre. What do you think? How, how, how is he going to do well? Is he going to do not well? I let the game I saw him in last year or two, uh, you know, he played a little bit there for Aaron Rodgers. And I'll tell you, to me, he took a big step forward from his rookie season to that just the little smidgen that you saw him, you know, it just just a little bit, just a little bit forward. It just looked like he had more confidence, looked a little, he had a little more zip on the ball. He yeah. wasn't afraid to run. I mean, just everything looked a lot better to me. It, but it, I'm just going to say, 
that first year, it looked really bad. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did look better. I, and I think that, that that confidence is kind of what helped the Packers make the decision to move over from Rodgers. Because, I mean, you listen to it. When he was going into that darkness retreat or whatever it was he did, like the, the, the whole game plan was for him to return. And all of a sudden, he came out, and they had a change of heart. And I think that change of heart is probably the, the confidence in Jordan Love. Um, so we'll see how, how he plays. I think they'll they'll rely on the backs, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. Uh, they'll still rely heavily on them, uh, probably even more so now that Rodgers is gone. Uh, but young talent at receiver, Christian Watson, you know, had some big games. Romeo Dubs had some solid games as well before he was banged up. They got Jaden Ray out of Michigan State. So really, really just young receiving core, though. I'd like to see them add like a, a veteran somewhere, but we'll we'll see how it plays out. What What's the tight end? Who, what, Luke Musgrave, he's another, again, oh. another rookie. Like, um, top, Robert Tunyon's gone. I think he's to the Bears, maybe. I guess we'll find out when we get to them. But, yeah, Musgrave yeah. was uh, using the second round uh, out of Oregon State, I believe. I don't even recognize this team, here. I mean, just really, honestly. I, I know it looks a little bit different because Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is in there. but <laughs> They're all in New York. <laughs> you think about Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs, even. Uh, they, I know Watson had those big plays and those big games, but. I don't know that you can count on that this year. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. Like, yeah, it, I agree. Well, that. Ee, ee. Detroit Lions. Jared Goff, Jameer Gibbs at running back. David Montgomery. Craig Reynolds. I, who's going to be the running back? It's got to be David. David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs is going to be a little second fiddle there, right? Uh, no. we're, we're getting, how, you don't think he's going to be the number one back there? Oh yeah. No they took way. Him, they took him with the 12th pick overall. What do you mean? I, no third down specialist. You third, don't take I, a running back that early to be a third down specialist. Well, yes, but here that I'm telling you, I'm telling you that kid is injury plagued as well. You talk about whether you know, who'd you say MVS? I think with with the Jets, we've, we've talked about a lot of names already, uh, <laughs> and and talking about you know being hurt a little bit. Yeah. Gibbs is going to be doing that all game long as well, all yeah. game long. They, this is David Montgomery's backfield. I think that you could have confidence in getting David Montgomery there. Look, the Detroit Lions went out and got David Montgomery in free agency as well. They Yes, they moved up to get Jameer Gibbs, but I think that that's a long play. Yeah, I don't think so. I think, they're, I think they like what they saw. In addition to obviously letting Jamal Williams walk, you, you trade away DeAndre Swift. Uh, they like Gibbs. Like, pick 12. I mean, come on. They had. I know they like Gibbs. They had two first round picks. They had six and, and eighteen. So they, they, they like Gibbs. He, he's going to be the guy. I promise and, you. And look, Gibbs is explosive. He he has he has more potential to take it to the house than David Montgomery does. Yes. Trust me on that, right? You know, but they might bring look, him along. It might be like a 50, 50, 60, 40 early on. But he's he's going to be the the guy by the end of the year. Similar to the plan the coach had with Jonathan Taylor. So. They start off like that first game in Jacksonville. Marlon Mack was the starting running back. He just tore his Achilles, and Jonathan Taylor got thrown into the fold, and poof, there goes Jonathan Taylor. So uh, you can see the same thing with Gibbs. Like he's he's talented. Okay, uh, here's 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 we we looking back at the Detroit Lions last year. Every one running back got all the touchdowns. I'm gonna tell you, it's not gonna be Jameer Gibbs. Okay. Jameer Gibbs is not gonna be getting those touchdowns. 
They didn't. They they you know they are a ground and pound kind of a team. A gr- even in their passing offense and everything, it doesn't seem like it's you know huge big plays down the field. They they move the ball ten yards at a time, and okay. inside that goal line area, the red zone area, that's going to be David Montgomery's territory. I think he is going to be their Jamal Williams this season, and I think Jameer Gibbs. Uh, people will be disappointed if they take Jameer Gibbs ahead of David Montgomery. That is my personal belief. You're entitled to that. <laughs> Uh, Amon, oh man, that went, man, we had too much talk about that. Amon Ross A. Brown, where, where, where are you taking him? Uh, he's he's going to be one of the, the top tiers, okay. uh, probably around the third, fourth round or so. Stud puppy then. Stud puppy territory. All right, I wish that Williams wouldn't have got suspended. I was so excited for James and Williams. I still take him since it's only six games because I, I expect him to have a bounce back, you know, coming off the injury, but I hate that he got suspended. Yeah, that's... He could be moving into some territory that's scary for wide receivers. From a dynasty standpoint, you yeah. may want to think about selling as much for as much as you can get. Try to find an Alabama fan somewhere and try to <laughs> try to yeah, sell him. I, would, I wouldn't. I wouldn't sell him right now. Look, man, I'm telling you, it's like Kevin White territory. We got to get off the Detroit Lions. We're on the Chicago Bears. You're cutting into my Chicago Bears time with Justin Fields, Deontay Foreman, Khalil Herbert. Boy, that's going to be a fun looking little backfield. But I don't know that from a running back standpoint, you can really trust either one of those guys because this is Justin Fields' backfield. I think yeah. he is the most talented running back out of this group right here. And, uh, yes, I think Khalil Herbert, I think those guys can have their big moments, but this is going to be another Justin Fields year. Yeah, I'm excited for Fields, and I'm excited for the pass catchers. Like, Yeah. DJ Moore, we know he's Woo! talented. I think Mooney, the Woo! healthy Mooney is going to be good. And I kind of think people are sleeping on Claypool a little bit. Uh, no. You think about the fact what he did in Pittsburgh, it's hard to 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 kind of get transitioned over to a new offense midseason and be expected to just pick it up. Um, but I think Fields even had a quote today about Claypool just taking that another step. He had that in a quote today at OTAs, and I wish he wouldn't have said it because I've been trying to get Claypool late because I, I really like Clay, Chase Claypool this year as a value. Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon. There, a lot of offensive weapons, but this is Cole Komet. Listen, they have a great relationship. Cole Komet, Justin Fields. Like Cole Komet was almost his wide receiver one last year. It felt like. Yeah, it's true. Okay, all right. It's so, true. Uh, At least some of the games, it wasn't always the case, but some of the games, he felt like that for sure. Yep. All right. We got. We have. Oh, just four more teams, Pierre. Is all we have. We, we might be able to knock this out. Washington Commanders. This is a strange looking team too, and I hate to say that about all of them. But whenever you look at the roster, you got Sam Howell starting at quarterback, who doesn't have a lot of experience back there. And now all of a sudden, Antonio Gibson is turning into a super running back, according to the training camp stuff. But I don't know. I, I, I they gave the ball it. to Brian Robinson a lot last year. I'm not falling for the Gibson thing again. If he does it, great. But I'm not falling for it. Okay, I, I I agree with you. Terry McLaurin seems to be bulletproof, right? No matter who's the quarterback back there. Yeah, Unless it was Carson Wentz. He struggled a bit with Wentz. Yeah, that's where <laughs> I was going to go. But uh, he was fine with Heineke. And I think he'll be fine with how him and Dotson are really the two that I, I target from this team. Those are kind of the only two I want is McLaurin and Dotson. Well, now, if you know how in tight end uh, drafting scenarios, if you don't get one of the big ones – just wait. And Logan Thomas might be one of those just wait pickups. You know what I mean? He He's always played well whenever he's been healthy. The problem is he's never been healthy. But if, no thanks. It, uh, man, uh, you're crazy. Uh, the, with, uh, with the way that uh, Greg Olson was in this system, I just, I, 
Logan Thomas has the ability and the Greg opportunity. Olsen. Yeah. How long ago was that? Well, yes, I, remember like, I remember like Chris Cooley. I don't remember Greg Olson. No, I mean, it's the Rod Rivera system, man. Yeah, I, oh, I got you. In Carolina. But yeah. No, still okay. no. I'm not, I'm not taking Logan Thomas. Okay. All right. All I'll right. Take, I, I'll take darts on other players. Give me the rookies, Laporta, Mayer. Give me those guys over Logan Thomas late. All right. But I'm going to have to save this and play it back for you whenever you're not there. Philadelphia Eagles, Jalen Hurts. Could we say that the Philadelphia Eagles should be should be the Super Bowl champions? Should we say that? Did they get ripped off, Pierre? Thinking about the Super Bowl? I, I, mean, I mean, they lost, so no. But it could have very easily won it. I mean, yeah. it was it was it was a game of inches, as they say. It was it was literally that with this. Oh, but they're their chief matchup. Hey, remember that tough. remember that late call on Patrick when Patrick oh, yeah. Mahomes went out about Oh my. Remember all that? Oh Actually, the Super that Bowl. Was, that was a great that was Super the defender's problem. That wasn't the, the Chiefs problem that their defender was not the smartest. Never mind. That was a great Super Bowl. This team hasn't changed very much other than the addition of DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. <laughs> I I was all in on <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell. I was trying to you know, like give me you know, because he was just shouting at the end of last year. But then when they were made Rashad Penny, I said, "Well, yeah, but it's Rashad Penny, you know." And then they had DeAndre Swift. I said, "Ah, never mind. I don't know where this is going to be the same old backfield as as it has been for years now." <sighs> Swift, man, that was a that was an interesting piece. Uh, I'm worried just because I saw what what can happen to Miles Sanders when he gets vultured. But even Sanders had a really good season last year that really people aren't talking about. Like, he actually got some touchdowns and was a part of the offense. Yep. Um, it's tough with, again, three, four backs because you, you can still count Boston Scott against the Giants. He's going to score. So it, it's going to be a fun offense, I think. I think the Eagles are still going to be fun. Uh, running backs, you're going to have to be a, a coin flip because uh, Hurts can vulture. But A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, all three of those guys still in play. I'm not going to mention your guy. The other receiver. I'll let you talk about him. All day, all night. All right, let's move on to the New York Giants. Daniel Jones, he has his weapons. Saquon Barkley and Darren Waller. But about the wide receiver room, it's still the same old wide receiver room there in New York, Pierre. Eesh. Eesh. It's, a, it's, it's tough. I mean, they they got Paris Campbell. They got my guy from, yep. from Indy. You know, I was big on, on Hodgins late in the season. I saw that connection because... Yep. You know, Brian DeBoe had him with uh, in Buffalo. Jalen Hyatt, I really liked at Tennessee. He's a speedster. Uh, hopefully, Rondell Robinson can stay healthy. So, I mean, when you look a little deeper down there, yeah. they're, they're a little they deeper. A lot. But yeah. It's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some players there. And I think Daniel Bellinger, he's going to be a sneaky guy around the goal line. I can see him getting four or five touchdowns this year just because he was he was the go-to kind of goal line tight end last year. And I know Darren Waller's there. Yeah. But I, I you know, I just I you know how you know how teams are. They like to sneak that tight end in and then just cross him around the back back of the end zone and bam, there it is. And look at this. Jamison Crowder is running around in that wide receiver room as well. Hmm. <laughs> he is. He is. He didn't get on the field much in Buffalo, but He's there. I mean, Jeff Smith from the Jets is 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 in play there. So they got some. They got more depth. That's for sure. They got rid of Galladay. Sterling Shepard's gonna hurt a hamstring, unfortunately. But uh, they they have more depth with Paris Campbell, Jalen Hyatt, Longdale. So and their 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 coach is an offensive guy. So I mean, he's gonna find ways to to get the ball to these guys. And I'm gonna trust him. You know what I mean? I'm trusting him. 
yeah. uh, to be able to do these things. And look at that. They even got Khalil Pimpleton, uh, a four-string wide receiver. I don't know where he's from or what is, who he is. I never heard of him before, but I had to say the name because I saw it. Dallas yes. Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, oh really? You mm-hmm. know this? I do. I'm a Big Ten guy. Dallas Cowboys, they have Dak Prescott still. And then Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is the – where are you taking Tony Pollard in a redraft as far as running backs go, Pierre? Where, where are we taking him? I don't know. Before he, got Derek hurt, he got hurt late. Like, how healthy is he going to be? Is he like, going to be ready? I, I think so. Yeah. Before who? Who was the option? Derek Henry? No. No. Okay. It, it, um, Tennessee didn't have anybody. It's just <laughs> before Joe Mixon. Yes, I'll probably take him before Joe Mixon. Okay. All right, somewhere in that range. CD Lamb had a big season last year. Is he going to take a, take a bigger step forward? Should he be in that wide receiver one conversation between a Justin Jefferson, a, between a Jameer Chase, and between an uh, always Cooper Cup? Uh, he's right behind those guys, um, but he's up there. Above Keenan Allen. I got, oh yeah, he's above Keenan Allen. He might be. He might be four. It's either like him, Devonte, Devonte, AJ Brown, that kind of range. Tyreek. He's right in that range with those guys. We don't have anything to do with Brandon Cooks this year, right? Uh, I mean, Late I round. Know. I haven't seen him with Dak. Like we okay. we've seen him in the wayback machine with you know Davis Mills. Like he was he was able. Um, I'm interested in Gallup. I like guys when they're two years removed from the injury. That first year, you know, there's a lot of mental obstacles, mental hurdles. Uh, two years, though, like I feel like if he stay healthy, has a good healthy camp, I kind of like Michael Gallup this year as a, a late dart. Okay. All right, so all those, so Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, those guys are, and Brandon Cooks was always that guy, too, that you draft you know, towards the back end of the draft, even. It seemed yeah. like, as far as wide receivers, he was one of the better-named wide receivers off the board, but he was always a wide receiver one with whatever team he was on, and now he's going to be, you know, two, maybe three in this offense, you know, 2A, 2B. Yeah, potentially. I mean, He's not one, so. <laughs> uh, this offense also turned to the tight ends a lot. Dak Prescott liked to look Dalton Schultz's way, but is he going to be looking Ferguson's way or Hendershot's way? Maybe IU, baby. Peyton Hendershot. Okay. It'll probably be Ferguson, but I love Peyton Hendershot at IU. I, I was not shocked that he made the, the team as an undrafted rookie, so I, I like Hendershot quite a bit. All right, we'll play the same little game here, Pierre, as we did for the last one to wrap it all up. NFC West, who wins that division? The 49ers. 49ers, I think so, too. They they have a more complete team, maybe, than the Seattle Seahawks. Um, And the Cardinals uh, will be the worst. By far, it might be the worst (laughs) in the NFL. NFC South, that's a tough one. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta. I'm going to take Atlanta. Atlanta's going to keep it close. Can none of them win? Yeah, give me the Saints. I think the Saints win. Uh, Tampa might be the uh, Carolina the worst too. All right, all right. Now, NFC North. That's a tough one, and you could be in trouble for your answer on this one. So I said the Vikings last year, and I was right. Yeah. And I'm gonna go with the Lions this year. Huh? Who, who's gonna be the worst? The Packers. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make you say it. Just talk about this. Hey, you did. Okay. You set me up. I, I think the Green Bay Packers are going to be the worst team too, Pierre. I agree with you completely on that uh, one. And but brutal. I, 
And and I do want to say the Detroit Lions possibly, but my heart's going with the Bears, and I think they have enough talent offensively to be able to maybe take the step forward. But they only won like two games last year, so and I thought it was a su- successful season. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it can't be that. No. It was between the Bears and the Packers for the worst team from East Hills. Yeah. Oh, no, just go home. <laughs> NFC East. Uh, that that one right there, that's a tough division to pick as well, other than saying that the Philadelphia Eagles are the best team in that squad. Yeah, I still think it's the Eagles and the Commanders are probably still the worst. Pierre, we did it. I don't know how we Boom. got real close anyway to doing that. Uh, every thirty, All 32 teams, it's under two minutes. Hopefully there were some fantasy-relevant points in between all that. Don't forget to hit up Pierre over on Twitter, at PeeWee31. We do the DFS Streamer Podcast here on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. Every Tuesday afternoon, we take a, a long look, uh, early look, I should say, at all of the DFS games going on in that Sunday afternoon and then we put on a little contest and you can always look for that contest on DraftKings all you gotta do is search <laughs> I can't help it it's reoccurring I can't change the title of the name you can search that'll <laughs> <laughs> bring it up that's it I did uh, you can follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore you can follow me at Loafing It Over on Twitter and don't forget FitFam to always make a positive impact in somebody's life today <laughs>